Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hello. Hello. How are you? What are you up to? What are you watching? What are you doing? Well, I don't even know what I'm doing. (laughs) I did not know Uh, that koalas had chlamydia. Oh, yeah. Shit. Koalas have chlamydia. Yeah. Did you you know that? that? Yeah, I did know that. Yeah. Why would I know that? I don't have sex with koalas. Why would I know that? <laughs> Neither do I. What are you insinuating? <laughs> that I just go to Australia and <laughs> you're like, yeah, give me that eucalyptus. Hey. Yeah. You just yeah, cover yeah. yourself in eucalyptus. You're like, bitty bitty bitty. No, I just didn't know that. I just had no idea. Sometimes I just have like random um useless knowledge in my head. So is that how human got, humans got chlamydia from koalas? <laughs> like, how does oh, that work? I don't think so. What came first, the chlamydia <laughs> or the koala? Or the koala. <laughs> oh, no. How did it even get into koalas? Or is it just something that's like evolution, like part of their yes, so DNA? Yes, this is what I'm wondering. If koalas had chlamydia first and then humans got chlamydia from koalas, hmm. but if humans had chlamydia first and then they gave it to koalas, either way, it's not good. No, it doesn't matter which way (laughs) it happened. It's not good. But if humans gave it to koalas, I would feel really mean. That's so sad. Yeah, humans are the worst. But I'm wondering if it's just something because like, are they just born with it? I don't know about, I don't know all the facts about the koala chlamydia, but like. Well, can you please research it and then. Uh, okay, get back I'll report back. Us? I'll report back. <laughs> Excuse me one minute while I do a research project on koalas and chlamydia <laughs> and other sexually Ew. transmitted Ew. infections. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, what are you reading right now? I finished um, Never, Never, saw me, Never Saw Me Coming. So and? good. Good. How many Amazing. stars? Five stars. You liked it. I really liked it. It was so good. Nice. Twisty. Yeah, I keep saying I'm going to read it, but I will. Mm-hmm. It's good. Eventually. What about you? What are you reading? I finished Cultish. Oh, yeah. And it was good. Mm-hmm. Would recommend if you're looking for just like a knowledge read, not a fiction read. Um, and then I started reading Outlaw, which is that book that Summer had on her hmm. 2021 list. I'm an outlaw. And I understand. Of, like the Wild West. It is the Wild West. Oh, okay. It's from like 1800 something, 18 something. And, and sorry, are you I liking know. it? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Is that Caitlin I'm talking to? It is not written that way. It's oh, okay. the I don't know. The author is very good. It's written very well. And the concept is just that like barren women are witches. Essentially. Okay. And I'm okay. here for that. And the main character is kind of trying to get to the bottom of that. And she's coming at it from like a medical perspective, but this is before there was any medical discoveries. Like she wants to know why are women actually, why can some women not conceive? Like, why is that a thing? Interesting. That actually and she becomes an outlaw. Yeah. She's a witch. Uh, she's a witch. Well, they think she is. That's why she's an outlaw now. Yeah. I'm How not giving anything know? away. This is all the beginning. They would kill them. They, I think this is true. Like they burn them at the stake, right? Yeah. And so she, she's at risk of that. So she had to get out. She had to peace. 
real quick. She couldn't have a fucking baby. Like, are you kidding me right now? Would I be considered a witch because I don't want to have a baby? Probably, yeah. We would probably be like, yeah, we'd have to get out of there lickety split. We'd have to be outlaws or join the covenant. I would go for the outlaw route. Yeah. If it was up to me. (laughs) I'm not looking to hang around with nuns for the rest of my life. But that's the options. Those are where their options. That's insane, right? True. True. Yeah. Yeah. But how, how could that, that parallel doesn't even really make sense because it's like, (laughs) don't want children or can't have children. And people automatically assume that you're a witch, but you can hide it by going to like the nunnery and being like, I'm just, you're not really hiding it. No, they weren't hiding it. They were like forced to go there. Like it was like, you go, like you could either, you're going to get burned at a stick. You're going to go to jail or you can go to the nunnery. Right. Okay. But then that doesn't even, still, that doesn't, the thought process doesn't make sense because a witch wouldn't be like yeah, I'm going to be a nun. A I'm not arguing like, with you. That's fu- History is fucked. This they is were true. really stupid then. This is true. Really dumb. Like there was, Real. anyway, I'm not going to get into it because you okay, should read okay, it. Okay. It's actually okay. pretty good so far. But. Yeah. I don't know what to read next. Maybe I'll read one of those cultish or. Um, well, I know what outlaws. we're reading next. Oh yeah. What is that? Yeah. What is it? Um, wolves. <laughs> wolves time (laughs) time for wolves once there were wolves once Once there were wolves i haven't divided it yet i should probably do that meh people will figure it out just read it yeah just and we'll talk about it it. and report back and whatever well should we talk about the end of this book yeah what do you think happens do they both die or (laughs) well are you ready to shop Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't. I guess it's so. not really concluded. No, it's not. I hated the ending. <laughs> I was kind of disappointed by Full it disclosure. as well. Full disclosure. Mm-hmm. I hated it. <laughs> well, she hates it. Okay. Let's go. You, you, you go. You go. Me? I go first? Okay. You go first. They both die at the end. Week four, part four. We start off with Mateo. Full disclaimer, I just told Chantel this before we started recording, but I switched it up and I listened to the last part of the book and took notes as I was listening. I was crocheting, I was listening, I was taking notes. It was kind of cool. But I do like that I read it previously because I know how their names are spelled. Like, I feel like that would have been... Anyway, okay, let's get into this. Mateo. He's reflecting on the miracles of the day, which involve having met Rufus um, and having their best friends with them because they're at Clint's graveyard now. Um, And he's feeling really nervous because he's never like gone to a club before, like gone to a bar, like been with so many people. Never been out. No, he's not social. So this is like a big experience for him. He's an indoor cat through and through. He really is. I love him. I love little Mateo. So they go in and the bar is decorated with Decker's names all over the wall. Um, Rufus is encouraging Mateo to get on stage. Um, Mateo is kind of like struggling a little bit because he wants to pick the perfect song. 
Um, and he also sort of reflects on how he can't believe how many years he spent worrying about what people would think of him and not just doing it, which is something I think that, like, I know I struggled, struggled heavily with that in my twenties. Not really so much yes. anymore. I don't really give a fuck. I'm still giving a little fuck though. Like everybody gives a little fuck, right? A little, <laughs> a little, but not a lot anymore, <laughs> but not enough to like rule your life. Yes, you're like, yeah. You know, um, we find out that he was, in fact, singing to his dad earlier when Rufus walked in. Mateo's like, I'm not going up if you're not like, he's like, I'll go up if you go up, Rufus. And Rufus is like, yeah, cool. Let's do it. So they decide to sing American Pie together, which is very cute. This will be the day that I die. So they get up and they're singing that song. And obviously the crowd really connects with it. This is a Decker bar. A lot of them are probably dying or friends, of people who are dying. So it's just like a lot. Um, they finish the song. Everyone's like, woo, it's all like good. And then, <laughs> and then Mateo grabs Rufus's hand and pulls him off stage. And then they share a little kiss. They do a smooch. So cute. So cute. Oh, Yay. Um, and then we end with Mateo's little thing there with Rufus being super stoked because he spots the Plutos. Hey, they here. Hi. Um, I love how Rufus was just like, finally. Yeah. It took you so long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, did Aww. you get it? Did you get my point? <laughs> did you get it finally? finally? Yeah. <laughs> Aww. Cute. Um, Cute. then we finally meet. Howie Maldonado, Maldonado, Maldonado. I bought bet Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Pooter, <laughs> Harry Pooter. <laughs> Yikes, Chantal. <laughs> okay, so we find out that he was called at 2 37 a.m. and he has ended up having to spend most of the day in his hotel room dealing with lawyers, wills, and contracts um and he's kind of just like reflecting on how his fame has given him the life he has but it's also kind of like taking away the life that he wants it's it's a strange dynamic like I I don't think that his Mm -hmm. idea of his last day was probably to spend it in his hotel room dealing with legal stuff Mm -hmm. um so he's um just reflecting about like since he's famous he has not been around his parents for a long time and then he's like saying like they'll be devastated of course but like it's not really going to change much about their day-to-day yeah I think he's kind of just really in his own head about his life which I would be as well on my last day if I knew I think that a lot of I mean I'm speaking as an outsider because I'm obviously not famous but I think that that kind of goes hand in hand with a lot of people dealing with fame especially if they're not like super narcissistic where it's like that struggle between enjoying your fame and knowing that your life wouldn't be the same if you didn't have the money and the career and all of that but also wishing that you could be anonymous and you could go to the grocery store and you could spend time with your family like I I think that that would be hard. Not that I'm saying like pity the rich. I'm just saying that I think that yeah. it would be, it is a weird, it, like you said, it is a weird dynamic. Yeah. And on exactly. your end day, that would be bananas. Yeah. Yeah. So he's in a car and doing the interview. So Delilah gets her wish. She make, they make it, she and him both make it to the interview and sandy her boss is asking um eye rolling questions like where are you headed and he's like um nanya nanya yeah, business nanya. <laughs> um but he is actually on his way to his childhood best friend or on his way to meet his childhood best friend and first love lena who flew from kansas to see him but we find out mm-hmm. that she's actually married um so he's kind of just like fed up with sandy's question and then delilah starts asking um some really interesting questions and her boss is like don't don't answer those like 
I'm firing her and she's getting out at the next stop. But um, Howie is like actually intrigued and interested in her questions and he's mesmerized by her hair. Um, Mm -hmm. So she's asking questions like, what do you regret? What would you have done differently? Um, What would have made you happy? And they're all just like really reflective questions. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I find this, I guess, as the rest of the story goes on and we see um, how people's end day finishes up um, that they get this almost like they get this feeling before they know what's going to happen. So like Mm -hmm. Delilah and Sandy's eyes widen and he knows he has this feeling of not feeling safe. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, and that's how that chapter ends. The car jerks and the The car car jerks. jerks. Yeah. 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 I think also just knowing it's your end day, every little thing that's not as planned would feel like, Oh, 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 (laughs) is this this it? Like, here we go. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that would, I don't know. It's fucked. Um, then we go to the gang with no name and they are, they did not get the call. We know they're not dying. Um, and they are running through the streets as if they are invincible causing an accident and laughing about it. Um, Delilah knows she's so after the car jerks, she knows that she's still alive, but she knows that Howie is not. Um, she saw and heard his head crack against the window and she's still feeling pretty confident about her end day and how it's still a joke. Um, and if death wanted her, it already had two shots at her with the explosion. Mm -hmm. And now this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. very interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how he would die. Fluke, I guess fluke. Yeah. (laughs) okay back to rufus they have a paluto group hug cute they're like reunited and it feels so good so good yeah there's just like they're just loving it um amy and rufus have a little moment together they both sort of apologize to each other there's so much that happened i did not write it all down but the main points are that Rufus really feels like Mateo helped him get his life back in shape. Um, I think it's like reflected on later, but again, at the beginning when we were talking about how Mateo is a house cat and Rufus doesn't like himself, like he thinks all these poor things about him. He thinks he's a bad person. He feels like Mateo has really helped him transform that perspective into realizing he's not a bad person like no no, he can actually like himself a little bit if he wants to um and then everyone is introduced and amy says that they should all be on the dance floor (laughs) our dancing is amazing if you could see it yeah we're like cactuses who are are flowing in the the wind (laughs) morning dance party yeah yes I do I appreciate the um I don't know if it's because I I like dark humor but I do appreciate like the humor that they Adam the author has sprinkled throughout this Mm -hmm. like I love how Tago or I don't know if it was Tago or Malcolm he's like we've seen shit on the inside (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then the other one's like we haven't seen shit yeah yeah it's funny so um Mateo brings Rufus to the dance floor (gasps) and they're dancing (laughs) so they make it there (laughs) um and then rufus wants to dance but specifically he wants to slow dance and um rufus whispers to him that he wished they had more time and it's yeah kind of sad and then um mateo just wants them to have like a history together which they do have a history together it's just a short one which is sad but um he feels the need to um he feels drawn to come out to Lydia um Mm -hmm. and he's like don't slap me but (laughs) 
<laughs> um, I'm gay. <laughs> don't be mad. And don't be mad. But, and she's, I love, I love their dynamic and he's, she's just, she's just like, I want to slap you, but <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah. um, at this point, um, he is just chat having a really, um, heart to heart conversation with Lydia kind of just like putting it all out there, which we know is not something that they really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just to clarify, he, he's telling her and saying, don't slap me because he hadn't told her not yes. because he's gay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes. Of course. Like he hadn't yeah. come out to anybody. That's the first time yes. that he came out yes. to anyone. Yes. So he's um, like, don't be mad. You're my best friend. I didn't tell you. I thought I'd no. have more time to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, and he, um, kind of just leaves that conversation with like, promise me you'll be okay. Like after he's gone and she can't do that. Um, but during that conversation, Mateo notices that there's somewhat something wrong and Amy is standing between the Plutos and another group of people that he doesn't recognize. Mm -hmm. Um, so he is worried for Rufus and, um, Lydia he goes like toward them the guy pulls out the gun and Lydia is trying to hold Mateo back and save his life um and then pandemonium breaks out because pandemonium Pandemonium. um and it's too much there's too much of a crowd going crazy and Mateo can't reach Rufus so he's feeling like panic like he's not going to touch him or see him again alive Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rufus's perspective now <gasps> he doesn't know how Peck knew how to find him where he is but like come on now you're on the internet oh. yeah but he also doesn't want to be stupid and he doesn't want to be a hero he's like this is my end day I gotta be smart here mm-hmm. so they're like talking or whatever I don't know and then <laughs> and then Mateo comes up behind Peck. He turns around and he punches Peck right in the face. Pew! And then I thought that this moment would be more intense. I'm kind of sad mm-hmm. that it wasn't like I think it could have been so much more. But I then so too, yeah. Peck's gang homie guy goes for Mateo, but then stops as if he recognizes him. Which, like, we've already figured it out. We know that he's mm-hmm. the shoe guy. But mm-hmm. I just thought that it could have been a little bit more dramatic. But it's all good. Yeah. I'm not the yeah. other. Um, and then, but that gives them an opportunity because the gun drops and it doesn't go off, which is good. And then Rufus picks up the gun and he points the gun at Peck. And he sees Mateo looking at him. And he's looking at him in the same way that he looked at him when he found out that his friends were in jail. Like you're a criminal and now I'm scared Mm -hmm. and Matea or Rufus sees this and he obviously makes a better choice because he unloads the gun into the wall which at first I was like why would you do that but then I was like that's smart you don't want there to be any bullets if you use them all then no one can shoot anybody true yeah I was thinking the same thing like that could still be dangerous why wouldn't you just like (laughs) take the bullets out of the gun but yeah that does make sense that perspective makes or that comment makes sense because yeah no one can use them after if they get them yeah. back yeah so then we meet Dalma Young and she's mm-hmm. not going to die today um but we mm-hmm. find out that she is the creator of the last friend app um and she's in town which I don't like I didn't like this because I thought I hate it when an author puts two names that are so similar mm-hmm in the same book because I thought she was talking about Delilah and I was like Um, and then I was like oh no her sister's name or her half sister's name is like Delia or something like that and I'm like I can't I can't yeah 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 um so I had written this whole thing I was like oh this is how Delilah's connected to the last friend app and blah 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 and I was like oh no no because I was just looking for a connection anyways so she's meeting with Twitter and Facebook um this her half sister's like begging for a job with her. She's like, you know, you don't want to work. Wait, here. her half sister is Delilah. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not Delilah. 
in, it's Del. Yeah, when I was listening, it said Delilah. No, it said Delia. What? Unless there was a typo in mine, but. So what is because... the point of this person? Why do we need this chapter? Because she had overheard, she was worried, like she was thinking about selling the last friend app because of all the murder, the serial killer. And then yeah. she, when she overheard the two girls on the train talking about how they had found each other through last friends and how the one woman is like, goes around and tags for la- last friends and like hypes it up that that made her feel better. And like, that's oh. the reason why she made the app. But we don't need any of that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I know it doesn't matter, but. <laughs> the- <laughs> what? All right. It said- cool. it- okay. I got to go get the book. <laughs> I don't know anymore. I don't know. Well, Chantal might be right. Chantal might be wrong. We'll never know. I could be, I could be wrong. I could be very wrong. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I could be wrong too because I wasn't reading it. I was listening. I maybe I just filled in the blanks. Maybe the name was weird. So the name was it's Dahlia, like D A H L I A, not Delilah. Well, how is Delilah spelled? Delilah spelled um, D E L I L A H. Dumb dumb that's what You're i right. thought too dumb that's what i thought too it was dumb all right well i'm happy that you you took that uh, segment any i'm um also um i'm sure i wasn't the only one who thought that so if you did too <laughs> it's okay me she um so two teen boys run by her she's like contemplating their story like maybe they're half siblings as well um where are they running to but she doesn't like the thought about them dying that day doesn't come across her mind which I thought was interesting and then she was talking about like how the reason why she was getting together with Twitter and Facebook was so that people could leave like their last message and she was saying that her last message was going to be find your people and treat each day like a lifetime which I don't know whatever whatever okay now i'm shook (laughs) i blew her mind all right so mateo they've run away and they are in the clear uh mateo is feeling like he's in shock for all of the first that he's experienced singing in public kissing someone uh, uh dancing punching someone in the face his first gunshots close up that is a lot to process so i mm-hmm. don't blame him um he really was not expecting the connection that he's had with rufus and he cries because he wants more time um, and then Mateo invites Rufus to his home and Rufus agrees because he's just like, I want to be somewhere safe. I just need to be somewhere safe. Come to my house. And Rufus is yeah. like, all right. all right. Sounds good. That sounds fine. I love how Rufus is like, you know, you shouldn't punch somebody with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and Mateo's like, are you criticizing me for how I saved your life? Saved your life? Or- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the Plutos are outside watching the gang with no name being arrested. Um, and Good they're bye. like, yeah, shout, they're whooping it up being like, "Woo, go to jail. They better stay in jail forever. And then Amy feels like regret for her role in this whole thing. Yeah, um, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> Bad, poor choices, Amy. Ba- make better ones in the future, I hope. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please um they um so they're kind of feeling a little comfort that they know that rufus won't die from a violent act from somebody who has it out for them and Mm -hmm. they all Mm -hmm. are kind Mm -hmm. of like friends with death in some weird way um so they know that tomorrow they'll start over yeah i just have a cute little note they hug a planet missing from their solar system Mm -hmm. all right back to rufus Mateo wants to visit his dad again, which is understandable. Rufus is like, yeah. 
Uh, Mateo also calls Rufus Roof, and they have a little like exchange about that. I thought that was really cute. Um, Mateo also expresses to Rufus how he misses how he felt when he was a kid and didn't know how to fear death. I thought that was really interesting perspective just to think about that like because when you are a kid you are so innocent Mm -hmm. like I miss being a kid and thinking that being an adult would be awesome (laughs) you know what I mean like just you you don't you're you're ignorant you don't know yeah right somebody else making the grilled cheese for you right and like not having Mm -hmm. to pay bills is pretty great (laughs) yes this is all true facts but yeah so they go into the apartment Mateo feels like his dad may have been disappointed in him because he chose an online class instead of the classic college experience um this comes up because Rufus is looking at photos in the house he's kind of checking out the apartment uh because he wasn't in it when he first came by so they decide to start tidying up Mateo's room because he doesn't want his dad knowing that he was scared because he threw the books around when he had like a little panic attack or whatever um and then Rufus finds the hat the Luigi hat that Matteo had on in his last friend's profile photo and he puts it on Matteo's head and he says that it's photo shoot time and he tells Matteo to go over to the bed and Matteo starts jumping on the bed and Rufus is taking pictures and it sounds adorable. Hmm. Oh, they're so cute. They're so cute. Um, so um, Matteo wants to sing to Rufus. Cute. This is a once in a lifetime performance. <laughs> um literally literally um and he sings the song that his dad would sing to his mom which is sweet they talk about their piano yes he does play the piano for him that's a whole concert Mm -hmm. they talk about their lives some more um rufus talks about olivia and mateo talks about lydia um and rufus tells him that this is her our safe space the bed and Mm -hmm. we're not gonna move and if we if we don't move from it we're not gonna die um -hmm. so then they start talking about how um they'll prompt they are promising to find each other in the afterlife and then mateo is very brave here and tells him that if he had more time he would have loved like he would love would have loved I would have loved you if we had more time is what he said mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and then he mm-hmm. realizes that maybe I already do love you and he just keeps telling he him keeps telling Rufus that he loves him over and over oh, <laughs> it's so sad hard. so then Rufus says he loves him too I think he says something sassy like of course I love you know you I love you too yeah 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 yeah. it's cute um and he asks Mateo if finding each other is maybe the reason why they die which was really interesting and fucked with my head (laughs) I was like whoa yeah that's bananas Mm -hmm. what a crazy Mm -hmm. thing and Mateo I think Mateo kind of shuts that down Mm -hmm. he's like that's not our story yeah 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 but he says he stopped being afraid of the world and Rufus says he became someone that he liked and they kind of did that together which is cute and Rufus is really hoping that they just die in their sleep yeah that would be the ideal ending for them and I don't from here on I'm like upset I'm upset I know I wish that I wish that that is how it ended honestly yeah I would have been okay with that that would have been fine because the way Mateo anyways doesn't matter I don't Um, really understand it I understand what the author did I just don't understand why he had to burn to death (laughs) anyways but like wait so Mateo so the the neighbor turned the gas off the the guy well sorry the guy was gonna go fix the stove that day okay and Mateo left him a note saying like he's dying so he doesn't really it's not like a huge priority 
And so the guy right. didn't go and fix the stove. And then Mateo used it. What was wrong with it? I don't know what was wrong with it. They just said there was something wrong with the stove. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, so it's 8.41 p.m. now. And Rufus, he, Mateo wants Rufus to meet his dad. Um, but he gets up and makes to make himself some tea and he turns the stove make on. them both tea yeah yeah a peppermint tea hmm. um and then he turns the stove on and then his chest sinks with regret um even when you know death is coming it's still sudden was his like last kind of thought which kind of goes back to the howie thing like how he felt like that sudden like he knows he's not safe so I wonder mm-hmm. if there's that feeling before mm-hmm. you actually mm-hmm. die, which is strange. To think I think about. of that. I think of that too, even for people who are living and experiencing the loss of someone. Like my mm-hmm. mom was sick for a long time, and it's still like, even though you knew it was coming, it still yeah. felt sudden, right? Yeah, it's very exactly. true. I think that that's a true um, sentiment just around death mm-hmm. in general. True. okay rufus wakes up he's choking on smoke he doesn't know what's happening but knows that this is the moment he's like oh fuck the fire alarm is blaring he ends up getting out into the hallway he knows he wants to be looking for mateo there are neighbors in the hallway they're saying that they've called the fire department he's like fuck this because mateo's not out there he runs back in to find mateo in literally into the flames there he goes he finds Mateo, who is on the ground, and this was fucked. I didn't like this at all, Mm-mm. but he pulls him out into the hallway. His back and his face are severely burned. It, this would be awful and just terrible. Um, Rufus holds him and is begging him to wake up. He's crying. It's really traumatic and really sad. Uh, Mateo is not waking up. Rufus lies when the paramedics get there and says he didn't receive the alert today because he thinks if he tells them that they'll take it more seriously, which is smart and good. Mm-hmm. Um, the firefighter checks Mateo's pulse and tells him that he is gone and they pull out a body bag. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so sad. Obviously, Rufus is like not doing well either like smoke Mm -hmm. inhalation i'm sure and maybe he has some burns as well so he needs to go to the hospital um and he lets the plutos know that mateo is dead um (sighs) and but he also tells him his tells them his final wishes that he Mm -hmm. wants his ashes spread in that park where his life changed essentially Mm -hmm. um and then he has a night, he falls asleep and he has a nightmare that Mateo is blaming Rufus for his death. Um, Mateo or Rufus, Rufus knows that that's not true, but it like kind mm-hmm. of sticks and hurts him. Um, I feel like that's a reflection of his past life, right? Like that yes, would be, yeah. that would be uh, about how he felt with his family, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but he knows that in the end that Mateo died a hero because he saved him like Rufus, which was sweet. I know. Now we're over to Lydia. This was actually very sweet of Rufus. Mm -hmm. Um, Her phone rings and she knows that it's Rufus's number because Mateo called her on that number earlier. He tells Lydia that it's happened Um, And obviously she's upset and she knows what that means. Rufus tells Lydia he's at the same hospital as Mateo's dad and that he's going to go visit him and tell him. Um, And Rufus also tells Lydia every single thing that Mateo did that night that was brave. He kind of breaks down the whole day for her and tells her everything. Um, Another interesting thing was that she didn't ask how he died and he was relieved about that because he didn't want to tell her which is kind of I understand that like mm-hmm. ugh, it's not yeah. great it's like reliving the trauma right mm-hmm. um and she'll find out yeah and he tell and and then it ends with 
Lydia building the bookshelf that Mateo had brought for Penny and putting his photos up around and that she will keep Mateo alive. Yes. <laughs> Which is all that Mateo really wanted in the end. Yeah. Which yeah. is sweet that they knew that without them having to communicate that really. Yeah, because it, it be a best. The best friend forever. Um, yeah. So after her kind of well a traumatic incident watching somebody die um she's writing the obituary for howie delilah is um and so she learned though from that interview that life is about balance and then she's reflecting on kind of her life and the choices that she's made and that maybe two brushes that she had with death today are kind of more like maybe like a warning like they're pulling her in like the ocean she kind of uses that metaphor um and that maybe death has other plans so she is kind of starting to think like oh there's only two hours left in the day because it's like 10 p.m at night and she's kind of yeah she's really just thinking about it so she decides to call her ex-fiance victor to get the real deets Hmm. so victor is at work leaving work um we get a little backstory on him he's been depressed since he started working at Deathcast. no shit that is a weird job um they also have an in-house therapist which at least there's that but it seems like people work there because the money and the health insurance is quote damn good and that's the same reason why that other woman works there too Andrea, Andrea. or whatever name is yeah yeah um he's upset that Delilah tried to end things he's still not really like accepting that um mm-hmm. he wouldn't let her give the ring back so he's I feel like he's like nah that's not happening mm-hmm. um He's walking with Andrea. They share some small talk. It seems like they kind of share the same sentiment about not really connecting with people at work. Like it's, they both know that it's fucked up and whatever they can kind of be like, I feel like they're realistic selves with each other in a way that they just don't force themselves to interact and exchange pleasantries. Like fuck that. Mm -hmm. Um, Andrea and Delilah are in the elevator together or sorry, Andrea and Victor are in the elevator together and Victor gets a phone call from Delilah and he's excited and she asks him if he did it and she has no or he has no idea what she's talking about and she finally tells him and he knows like he didn't do it obviously Mm -hmm. and so he asks her where she is and he says that he's going to come to her and she tells him that she wasted her whole end day like she's finally realizing that it's not it's true Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. that's a true thing um and he runs to her like Mm -hmm. he's ready to go Mm -hmm. she's at the cafe in athena park athena park Uh, cafe or whatever althea althea park althea yeah yeah Yeah. something like that um so rufus is adamant that he needs to go and meet mateo's dad even though the nurses are like no don't do that um so he's um there with his dad and he's just talking with him and spending time with him and then recaps their day um as he kind of like reflects going through his instagram pictures um and he notices the picture and note that Matteo had left for his dad um which was a picture of him as a child at a birth like having a birthday and um he this makes him wish that he had known him even like an extra week an extra hour an extra moment like he just wish he had just even a little bit more time with him which made me made me well up um and so then Rufus follows suit and also leaves him a note, um, Mateo's dad, that is a note um, it, telling him like he, who he was introducing himself and how great Mateo is and how much he meant to him. 
he leaves him his Instagram handle. Oh, which... Yes, which that was kind of cringy. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. I thought he was going to leave his phone for him, which would have been like cute. Yes, I guess, that would have been. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't love that. But mm-hmm. it's important that he also plays him the video he took of Mateo yes. singing at the piano earlier because he's got a video. Mm-hmm. He took a little video of that. Mm-hmm. And then he decides to leave the hospital. He's mm-hmm. like, fuck this. Peace. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. <laughs> so he knows that the day, Ruf- Rufus knows that the day is almost up. Um, and he's walking away and he's reflecting on how this is how he felt after losing his family, um, which would just be total despair. And he's going back to the park, um, mm-hmm. which is coincidentally near the diner where what's Delilah her face? Is. Delilah is. So he's, he puts on his headphones and he's listening to the video of Mateo and he crosses the street without an arm to hold him back. The end. The end. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, I hated My that last ending. note is just all caps. Like, did he die? What How do they the... both die? <sighs> do they die? Do they both die at the end? Who fucking I knows? Mean, yeah. Like what? How does that happen? Is Victor gonna hit? Is Victor gonna hit Rufus? But then, how does Delilah die? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Pissed yeah, that out. ending was a little anticlimactic. Yeah, I feel like. Okay, so I I did enjoy the book for the most part, mm-hmm. um, and I love how like all the stories interconnected. I really loved that. And I appreciate how hard mm-hmm. that would be to write, mm-hmm. but I hated the fact that the author, he could have made Mateo die so many different ways. And I understand now that the, the foreshadowing of the fucking stove at the beginning, not working was how mm-hmm. he was going to die. And then I just hate that he was burnt. Like, I don't like dying by fire is the like absolute worst. He could have died like mm-hmm. so many different ways. And like mm-hmm. Rufus said, I think it would have been more satisfying if he had died trying to save somebody mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. Mateo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyways I'm just- it would have been sweet he could have he had it all set up it could have just been carbon monoxide good night yeah nighty night and then it would have been like yeah. the two of them meeting is the reason why yeah <sighs> yeah I didn't love the fire then, yeah. either and if it was that dramatic that it, like I feel like the neighbors wouldn't be standing in the hallway like no for someone to oh, yeah. die but being burned yeah. like mm-hmm. no <sighs> and I wonder I know he's writing another book the first to die at the end so I assume mm-hmm. then it's about Mateo oh I thought that it was going to be about like the beginning of death cast Oh, okay. Maybe I didn't read any of the synopsis or anything else other than the first to die at the end. I had just assumed that it was Mateo because he died first. I think that it's, yeah, I think that it's like the whole concept of death cast, death cast. Well, which I was wondering would, mm-hmm. that I'd be interested in that. Cause I was wishing that I knew more about death cast this whole time. Mm-hmm. I was like, how does this work? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yes, I, I was a little let down by the ending. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't want to be rude to the author because like I said, they did a great job, but it feels like they were almost trying to set it up so that they could write another series, like another book about this. Like the ending? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It yeah. could start with like, you know, Victor hitting Rufus and then goes into Victor's life and then whatever he experiences right. at Death Cast. Right. Oh, that's true. Oh. Or the final moments with um Delilah or whatever. True. Yeah, true. True. Interesting. I didn't even think about that. I just know that I was like the title is they both die at the end. I was really mm-hmm. anticipating reading about how Rufus was going to die. Yes. It did not happen. I did not like that. <laughs> no. No, exactly. Yes. Uh, I didn't even think about what I would rate it. What would you rate it? 
Um, I thought I was going to rate it like four stars. Cause I really did appreciate the story. I appreciated the story about Mateo. I really connected with him and I like the characters. Yeah. I like the characters. I, I really was invested in Rufus and Mateo. And mm-hmm. I think that I would probably knock it down to like a three because the ending was just not, that's not what me. I'd say too. Yeah. Three stars. Yeah. I just I started up here and then yeah yeah I think just because it was there was such high hopes you know Mm -hmm. and then it was very disappointing and I don't know how like even the editor wouldn't have been like "Mm." (laughs) maybe not let's not I think your readers might want an ending yeah 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 like like I said to you when we first started I listened to the ending of it and I got like anxiety thinking that something was wrong with the audiobook like that it wasn't the end I like thought that there was more like this can't be this isn't it this is true she did the first thing she said to me was did they both did the story did the book end with him walking into the street and I was like yes she's like what the fuck, <laughs> fuck. I was I was like both terrified and hoping that it was not how it ended and that you could tell me <laughs> oh lloyd Oh, yes. Oh, Lloyd. Oh, Lloyd. Oh, Lloyd. So next week, next week, we'll be reading Once There Were Wolves. Once There Were Wolves. Uh, And I'll divide that up online. Yeah, so look at the IG page. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's my cue. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.